podcast listeners. Thank you for joining me on Business Connections with Anita. I'm so thankful you're here today to listen and maybe get some insight on some things that are going on in your business. So stay tuned. Business no-no number one. When you have a customer walk into your store or you're talking to them on the phone, make sure that you're listening to their needs and that you greet them either by eye contact and a smile or saying hello. Make sure you follow up with that customer after they've had a problem or looking for something. You cannot get another first impression. So it's important to make sure that you give that person a good experience every single day, every single customer. Welcome back. I just wanted to ask you, who's leading your business? I came up with three different areas here that I'd like to discuss. One, who is looking out for your best interest? Two, you can't do it all. Three, when a crisis hits, who is your mentor or go-to person? Why is it that person? Is it because of their experience or do you have a long-term relationship with that person and you trust them? What is it about that person that you can go to when a crisis hits? When leaving your business in the hands of others, they will never have your back. They don't have anything invested in it. All of your money and time and sweat and tears and everything is invested but the employee doesn't have the same investment as you. You can create a training program that includes video, audio, hands-on, and quizzes to get your team in the right training frame of mind. And when you, when you train well, your worries are less. So if you're not training your employees to handle different situations or... Um, a complaint from a customer, how to diffuse that and turn it around and get them to actually buy more from you, you're missing out. So you really need to take time to come up with a good training program. If you need assistance in finding solutions to problems, I can help you. I have a master's degree in education, which allows me to use instructional design and technology to aid in your desired performance outcomes. I thrive on going into companies and, and I wanted to say pick it apart, but that's probably not the best verbiage. But analyze, I guess, would be the best word. Um, But I like to analyze who's doing what, who's not doing what, how they interact with each other, just observing. Then it comes to, you know, you watch for two or three days and you start seeing patterns. And that's where the training comes in. When you start seeing the same repetition of trouble in the same area, then that's when you need to come in with some training or some coaching and kind of help that employee get get better at what they're doing. Your desire, uh, I do travel the United States helping all kinds of industries. I also teach a robotics class for a secondary school. Um, They're homeschoolers, 
and we've been having a lot of fun with that. We just had them on our radio station for Reno Technology Academy on 1180 AM KCKQ. We broadcast there at 10 AM on Tuesdays. Uh, for myself, being a business owner, I'm always looking for another uh, the right solution to the problem. Sometimes there's not a solution. Sometimes you have to improvise and be able to accept what you cannot change. And that can be hard for some people. But for the most part, there is a solution or a way that you can uh, help yourself uh, find that right solution. Go to that go-to person, troubleshoot with them, or take a look at what's going on and try and troubleshoot the problem from... um, Sometimes we're in the forest and we can't see the trees. <laughs> so if you you know, sometimes you have to step outside of your box and take a look at it not as a business owner. But what if I was a customer and I saw this, how would I react? If you are a small business owner and in need of getting training program together, you should reach out to me. You can either email me at Anita Foster Designs at yahoo.com or contact me using the contact form on my website, which is afdesigns.online. Or you can text me at 775-722-0317. Today's business trends, according to an article I read on the internet about marketing and customer service, Micro-influencers are considered to be the new, new um, people we're trying to target for marketing. You need some strategies for that. So what is a micro-influencer? It's an effective personal contact for potential customers. They are all influencers that look forward to the perks. Target Generation Z is a generation born between 1996 and 2010 and will soon be 40% of our buying customers. This type of customer wants custom personalized experience. It's all about them. They they want what they want. You got to make it happen. You know the kind of customer that is. They ex- their expected expenditure is to, to be approximately $44 billion. So don't overlook your future buyers. The next thing is get your artificial intelligence together. AI allows the, for the machines to learn from personal from experiences and adjust new inputs and performs human-like tasks. It can compute large amounts of data and recognize patterns. We were talking about patterns in training, and you can see the patterns in your sales. What if you have a group of group that works together, and you notice every time you go over the daily sales report that during these certain times, the sales are down? Do you think they're chitty-chatting? Do you think the store is slow? What do you think's going on? By having this in numbers form, you can kind of troubleshoot where some things are going on. Cybersecurity is another thing that we, 
us business owners really need to consider. So don't ignore your responsibility for keeping your customers' info safe. It could cost you a lot more in the long run, especially if it's vital information like personal records of any sort, you know. I know my mom had her um, information stolen out of a dentist's office records, their database. So it can happen, and then you have to go through all the hassle and cancel everything, and it just doesn't leave the customer with a good experience. So make sure you have that cybersecurity in order. Cashless expenditures are expected to surpass 80% by 2020. When hiring, sometimes we have to outsource things that we're not good at, like accounting or uh, ordering business supplies or running errands or whatever your business is in the, uh, the things that you just can't get to. Those are, that's where you need to hire expert people that are experts in that area and have them take that area over. You'll be a lot more productive if you're just looking over the information or, or following up on what they've done. And, you know, you have to delegate because you can't do it all. There's only so many minutes in a day. And sometimes those minutes run into the next. But by delegating and outsourcing these types of things can help you. Cloud-based outsourcing is 95% of businesses are using them for computing systems. Hire people that are good at things that you aren't, like social media or a marketing strategist. Strategist. I can't even say it. You have to laugh at yourself too, you know? Don't forget to do that. And a bookkeeper. Strategist. There we go. What Generation Z wants in a workplace? Millennials, they seek happiness. While Generation Z seeks closed, um, off workspaces, unlike millennials who want open floor workspace. Generation Z is a generation who adapts quickly and advances quickly in technological positions. Generation Z also wants a steady paycheck. If possible... Consider employees who can work remotely. Here's an idea. Some businesses could do this and some can't. But here's some ideas. Here's some reasons and numbers for you to think over. 60% of employees believe that they can do their work from home. 72% of employees would rather work from home. What does this all mean for you? You could maybe not have to rent a big, huge warehouse or a commercial space for people to have an office. You could uh, stop by. If you need to have a meeting, you can meet at Starbucks or they do have businesses now, um, commercial buildings that have offices in them. And they do have where you can just drop in for the day which might be more effective than having an office that's not being utilized every single day and your employees want to work from home anyway. A possible savings. 
of $20,000 a year for a full-time employee that works remotely. 22% increase in employee productivity. So not only do you save 20 grand, you increase your productivity by 22%, according to this article I read on the internet. 50% decrease in employee turnover. I wonder why that is. If 72% of them want to work from home and you're giving them what they need and the productivity goes up and you're able to give raises and you're able to give those perks that people love, then you're just going to flourish. Some other considerations, if for long commuters, you could do maybe twice a week work from home. That's an option. Allow a certain amount of remote days a year, like sick pay. Kind of set it up the same way. But most of all, what you need to do is make your business a fun place to work. Offer workplace perks, big or small, inject positivity. If your business can add a ping pong table or cafe or something fun, do that. Massage chairs. I like that idea. I like being able to just go in there, close my eyes. I can be good in 20 minutes, you know, just laying there taking my nap for a minute and listening to podcasts or whatever or researching. Something to relax. Free snacks. Dress down days. Free bagels every once in a while or donuts. Show that you care. By showing compassion for personal matters, encourage ideas to solve a problem, express gratitude for achievements, always listen to your employees. What do they value about your business? What makes them proud of being a team player? What would they change? How would they want to be rewarded for their achievements? Thank you so much, radio or podcast listeners. It's been a pleasure just talking to you a little bit about some different things here. And becoming a business owner, what we have is some things um, that we like and we don't like. What incentives would you want? What perks would you want? What would your employees enjoy? Are you listening to them? Are you showing them you care? I worked for a tile in a tile showroom. I had granite, slabs, different things. And I'd worked there about a year and a half. And I worked myself off of the sales floor and into maintaining price lists. I was in there probably about four months, I'd say, in that position. And my my dad had some problems going on. And I went on my lunch hour to see what the doctor had to say. And, of course, the news wasn't very, it wasn't good news. Um, we found out that my dad had cancer. And this was on my lunch hour. I went back to work. Of course, a hot mess, crying, upset, you know, your mind just runs amok. And 
everything, but I was still there trying to be a good employee, still trying to put this aside and do my job. I got ridiculed for that. Four days later, after more testing, we found out my dad had full-blown terminal cancer. I completely, I learned this information on my lunch hour again. This time a little more devastating. The first time we thought maybe we had a little hope because we didn't know what type of cancer. But then when we found out it had already gone all through his whole body, it was very devastating. And I'm the oldest daughter. So there's a sense of responsibility as the oldest daughter to take care of certain things for your parents when they get older. And I, I just literally fell apart and I, I trembled and I couldn't even hardly stand. My legs trembled for two days. I could barely walk from the soreness of learning that information. Again, at work, you know, on my lunch, went back to work, was trying to work. When I came to work the next morning, my boss, or the owner, came in and raised her voice and said that I, sh I, I, that I will never own her store like I did yesterday. And I told her I didn't want to own her blank store. <laughs> Excuse me. And I ended up laying my key. Well, she said some pretty hurtful things like, well, Anita, everybody dies. Um, you know, things you don't want to hear. Excuse me. No sense of compassion whatsoever. And knowing that I can't hide my emotions ever, never been able to since birth. So I laid down my key and I walked out because there's not a dollar out there for me that could take the place of a human life. So I put all my effort into my dad. I went and got another part-time job just to kind of get me through something that was flexible. I was a merchandiser and it allowed me to get through the hard spot and carry on. But my whole point of this is I liked my job there. I, I, I've been over backwards and I helped troubleshoot some internal problems. I got the website going after five years of not being on the internet. I sold a lot of granite and tile, high dollar jobs. We live near, you know, I live near Lake Tahoe. And a lot of those homes are, they want something different, custom, rustic, modern, um, industrial. You got to know what all those things are. So contemplating all these things I you know I tried to go back in the salon and do some eyelashes and stuff and it ended up it just ended up just falling out from under me so I decided that okay I'm tired of doing it the world's way the nine to five whatever kind of job because that I'm an artist I do I have so many hats you guys I hope you stay tuned to my podcast so that we can dig a little deeper in some of these areas. I'm having fun with this and I don't want to be boring. So please leave me your comments or whatever and I, I will do my best to, 
to bring my personality in a little bit more. And I read this great thing on Facebook from a, my pastor, and I am going to go into that now and leave you with that. I thank you again for joining me. Everybody have a great day, and I'll podcast again soon. For things to change for the better, you must change the way you think. Romans 12, 2. For example, view setbacks as a detour, not a dead end. Winners don't just face adversity, they embrace it, knowing it leads to future success. Tune out the critics and focus on doing your best. Anybody who accomplishes anything worthwhile has to overcome jealous people and haters. When you're afraid, praise God until your faith rebuilds. It may take a while, but praise and thanksgiving never fail, and you will find strength to go on. When you fail, look at the lesson and remember all the times you've succeeded. Weed out self-doubt and replace it with scriptural self-talk. When you're heading into battle, visualize yourself winning in God's strength with Him. All things are possible. Matthew 19.26 Instead of focusing on the past and worrying about the future, focus on the now. That's where your influence is greatest. Remember, God said, as your days, so shall strength be. Deuteronomy 33.25 Instead of complaining, work on identifying solutions and more will come to you. When you are distracted, focus on your breathing, take a walk and clear your mind. Think on what you can control and surrender the rest to God. When you're lonely, remember the people who have helped you this far and and who love and support you. Finally, when you're under pressure and under scrutiny, smile and have fun. You only live once. Life is short, so seize the moment.